And hello and welcome to the Truthful Set Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Vic Batista along with my co-host Nathan Jones and we're transmitting live from our station. It's great to be here with every one of you. Today we're very excited about a very important program and it has to do with a book that is rarely taught and that is the book of Lamentations. And we're going to look at Lamentations chapter 1 today. I want to invite you to tune in and be part of the program. Those of you that are following us live via social media, we'd love for you to post your questions, your comments for Nathan Jones or myself. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with the word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the word that you have given us. Uh, we can study it, we can grow and know in you. And Lord, we just thank you for all those who did. We pray for that they will be equally as blessed as we study your prophetic book of Lamentations. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Thank you again. And you are tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones. Again, as we're looking at this incredible prophetic book of Lamentations. And of course, we ask that you stay tuned and pray for our program. Today's program is sponsored by Calvary Broward, Calvary Aventura, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information here on www.tway.tv. If you find yourself in the Hollandale Aventura area, we'd love for you to come by and be part of our ministry. More information on 305-992-9537. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you on the program. How are you today? Doing well, sir. Great to be on. Thank you so much. It's, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And Nathan, we are officially starting summer today, right? Yes, uh, as of this recording, June 21st, longest day of the year. I hope you're going to be spending all those extra sunlight hours well. You know, Nathan, I'm so glad you reminded me today. I've been so busy now with uh, full-time work and full-time ministry that I forget the calendar. So when you reminded me of summer, I was like, oh, is that what's going on? Well, you know, being in Miami, I'm sure you guys would be going down to the beach, right? Yes. Um, fruit juice and surfing <laughs> and all that great stuff you've done, Miami. Oh, listen, absolutely. That's one of the things that I challenge here, people in the Miami area. And I say, listen, we live so close to the beach. And rarely, Nathan, do people go to the beach. It's like people that have a swimming pool and they never use it. Really? Oh, man. Dots are so far away from the beach. I think we're... Uh, Five, six hours from Galveston, so really? that's how far we have to go to the beach. So I'd be out there more if I were you guys. Enjoy the, the new sunlight. Absolutely. So thank you for encouraging the Floridians, Nathan, to take advantage <laughs> of the good weather. Dan's old hat, you guys, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Nathan, I'm so excited for today's program. We also see we have a number of people yeah. already uh, watching us live via social media, via Facebook. Go ahead and Blog there your questions or your comments for us. We're very excited. Before we continue, of course, I'm going to ask Nathan if he would share again just some information about their ministry and also contact information, upcoming events, just in case you are new to our program. Nate? Well, again, my name is Nathan Jones. I'm the Associate Evangelist and Minister with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy preaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. So check us out. On television, our television show Christ in Prophecy is aired all over the globe. We also have a number of articles, e-newsletters, social networks, all be found on our website at ChristinProphecy.org or LambLion.com. And folks, uh, we'd like to invite you to our annual conference, July 15th this year, at here in the Dallas area. We have a number of great people. We're going to talk about the hope that the Bible brings about the future. If you can't attend in person, go to our website at yes. LambLion.com. And we'll be streaming it right from the homepage. 
Excellent. Thank you, Nathan. Always a wonderful conference. We encourage those of you that are watching and listening. If you're new to the ministry, check it out. A lot of wonderful, wonderful resources and information. And Nathan, I always love, again, just all the wonderful new things that you guys are doing there at the ministry. Super excited uh, about that. And Nathan, also, we're very excited about today's program as we're going to be tackling a prophetic book that is a little bit different than those that people are used to. People are familiar with the major prophets, minor prophets. But when it comes to the book, such as the book of Lamentation, people are like, Lament who? Who? And the what? Where is that book? Right, Nathan? <laughs> well, you're, you're absolutely right. It is one of those books that most people even forget in the Bible. You know, I, I used to teach Bible drill for fourth and fifth graders. Yeah. They get up to the major prophets like Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Daniel and they skip right over Lamentations like it wasn't even there. And even I myself for years have never thought of Lamentations really as a prophetic book or a book of prophecy. And yet it is in the major prophets. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel are all the major prophets. Well, major because the books are really long. Right. And against the minor prophets, he contrasts with them. There's 12 of them, but their books were really short. So it wasn't that their messages were major or minor. They were all major, but their length of their books were short. And Lamentations actually falls into those major prophets. And its author, according to Jewish tradition, is Jeremiah, also known as the weeping prophet. Mm. And Nathan, that makes a good sense why they will also call it the book of Lamentations. I mean, there's a lot of joyful things in the Bible Bible prophecy, but there's also certain things to lament over, and we're going to be looking at that in the um, book of Lamentation. And thank you for sharing the author, Nathan. Sometimes people wonder, well, who wrote this book? Many people have heard of Jeremiah, of course, but they don't connect the two books. So what we were going to do today, Nate, before we jump into chapter one, I was hoping that we can back up a little bit, actually, to the last chapter of Jeremiah, uh, there beginning in verses 31 through 34. Uh, before we jump into uh, Lamentation chapter 1, to give people just a little bit of uh, background in the closing of Jeremiah, then entering into Lamentation. And hopefully, if someone is new uh, to the books, they can sort of uh, tie those two together. So, Nate, I was hoping that if you would maybe open us up by reading Jeremiah uh, chapter 52, uh, from verses 31 through 34, uh, before we give a little bit of the background into Lamentation and uh, jumping right into it. Will that be okay? Certainly, yeah. We'll definitely have to do context because after reading this, you're scratching your head. What? <laughs> so starting with uh, verse 31. In the 37th year of the exile of Jehoiachin came Judah, in the year of Owl Marduk became king of Babylon. And on that 25th day of the 12th month, he released Jehoiachin, king of Judah, and freed him from prison. He spoke kindly to him and gave him a seat of honor higher than those of the other kings who were with him in Babylon. So Jehoiachin put aside his prison clothes and for the rest of his life ate regularly at the king's table. Day by day, the king of Babylon gave Jehoiachin a regular allowance as long as he lived till the day of his death. Woo. Thank you so much, Nathan. And you know, Nate, one of the things too that I, that I caught here is that maybe people are not familiar, but it was the timing when all these prophets were prophesying in the different areas uh, the, where they were prophesying. And also, you know, when you were mentioning Jehoiakim, Nate, uh, immediately in my mind, I jumped to the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 1. And in Daniel chapter 1, uh, there are verses 1 and on, we, we, we find ourselves again the mention of uh, uh, Jehoiakim. And, and I'm glad that you, you said it better than I, because I think you, you, you said it properly. I always mess up his name. 
of a promise that Moses made to the Jewish people 900 years earlier in Deuteronomy chapter 28. And is where Moses told the people that if you rebelled against me, mm. if you continued to seek evil, adulterate yourself, fake God, demons, uh, if you lived for sin and not for truth, then one day you would be destroyed and your people exiled to the four corners of the earth. They'd be dragged out of their country to a foreign country. And that is exactly what happened. It took 900 years. Yeah. But the Israelites had descended back into the slavery just as they've been pulled out by Moses. And you can go, I can give you quite a number of verses that parallel Deuteronomy 28, that the exact description that Moses gave for what would happen to the Jews happened during Jeremiah's time. And Nathan, that's the accuracy of the Bible and the accuracy of Bible prophecy, and that's why we want to encourage anyone that's watching and listening to uh, dig into the Word of God as we look at these. And as, uh, as Nathan shares some of these references, maybe even for homework, Check these things out because they're going to bless you. And again, even today, there are certain prophecies that the Bible prophesied that will occur. And just like we look at the Old Testament, these prophecies are going to come to pass even in our modern times. So the Word of God does not change. So Nathan, yeah, if you can take us there through Lamentation 1, that would be fantastic. Thank you so much for the wonderful backdrop on that. Well, certainly, certainly. Let's do 1 through 3, and then I'm going to parallel it with uh, Deuteronomy. Absolutely. So Lamentations 1, 1 says, How lonely sits the city, that in Jerusalem, that was full of people. How like a widow is she who is great among the nations, the princess among the provinces has become a slave. Mm. She weeps bitterly in the night, her tears on her cheeks. Among all her lovers, she has none to comfort her. All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They have become her enemies. Judah has gone into captivity under affliction and hard servitude. She dwells among the nations. She finds no rest. Mm. All her persecutors overtake her in dire straits. Wow. And we go back again to Moses' warning in Deuteronomy 28.65, where as we read in 1.3, she dwells among the nations. She finds no resting place. And Moses predicted that. He said, among those nations you will find repose, no rest place for the sole of your foot. You know, Nathan, I love the, the way that it was put there in terms of a relationship, you know? And, and I think that that's also the reality, how God uh, treated his nation. It's a relationship, uh, just like Christ in the church is a relationship. And when we break our relationship, or at least our commitment, uh, these are the type of things that we're reading here, Nathan. And I think that, that when you read those verses, that's exactly what was coming into my mind. Uh, it says, she weeps bitterly. In the night, her tears are on her cheek, um, on all her lovers. She has come none to comfort her. And we see, Nathan, again, what a great picture here uh, of a broken relationship. And that's what, we're, that's what you're telling us here. Well, the Israelites were called the children of, of, of God. They were, God repeatedly, Jeremiah calls Israel uh, the virgin daughter. In other words, it's like you have daughters, I have a daughter. We know yes. what it's like to have a daughter. But imagine if our daughter continuously ran away from us, right. continuously hoarded up with every kind of every man that she found. If she lived in the bars, the casinos, the nightclubs, you know, if, if she constantly chased after men, if she lived in, in for libaciousness, for, for wealth, that's what Israel did over those years. Continuously, Israel as a wayward daughter ran away from God, mm -hmm. chased after all these false gods like Marduk and Baal and Ashtoreth constantly 
constitute themselves spiritually and physically with every nation and every person right. they could find. That here God, Israel was the only nation where he gave his law. What's the difference between right and wrong? Mm -hmm. They knew what the right is. They knew to stay away from wrong. And they continually rebelled. Yeah. And for 900 wow. years, Israel would continue to fall away from God. They'd have their moments where God brought them back, especially like during David's time. There was a love of God. But continually they rebelled against their father. And eventually, Moses' prophecy came through here in Lamentations. That the burdened daughter who would go after her lovers would find no rest with her lovers. She would find no consolation, no hope, because Israel was abandoned to the Babylonians. Mm. Nathan, and sometimes, you know, people forget the patience that God has. I mean, Nathan, Nathan, 900 years is quite a long time. I, I, I mean, me, I'm so short patient that it, it's uh, <laughs> amazing, right? Even with our kids, it's like, didn't I tell you once to do that? And here, what you're saying to us is over and over and over again, God extends his love, his patience. But then, right, Nathan, the time comes when God also has to be a righteous judge. Yeah, as we constantly hear, if you want to talk about having your ears tickled by false prophets, false preachers, they're always telling you that God is love. He never punishes sin. Sin goes. He'll look away if you rebel against him. If you want to cheat on your wife or steal right. from your neighbor or commit adultery or whatever you want to mm -hmm. do, eh, God really doesn't care. In the end, he forgives us all and we all go to heaven. That is not no. the God of the Bible. That's, a, that's an idol that we create in our own mind. That's not God. God has throughout the Bible shown that he loves us, yes. but he also wants to live, us to live purely based on his laws and commands, his righteous laws, his holy commands. And very patient. Man, you are absolutely right. God is extremely patient with Israel. He waited 900 years, even split off the most evil of them all, the northern tribes, yeah. as an example to the southern tribes to behave themselves. And they couldn't follow that example. They continued to disobey God and, and fall into the most vile. And we're talking, man, the most vile of evil. We're not even talking about, you know, sort of cheating on wives and, and the kidney adultery and fornication is bad. But they've evolved into, like, Adam and Gomorrah. You know, gross homosexuality and bestiality. Mm -hmm. The murdering of their own children. Sacrificing them to false gods like Moloch. I mean, a depraved society can get. And when society gets to a certain level, wouldn't you say, that's when God finally steps in and says, enough's enough. Absolutely. And, and Nathan, and that's why even in our modern times, sometimes people think that God is not going to step through time and uh, judge what's going on in our time. And I, I believe we also, Americans and Christians, we have a small window of opportunity. And we need to take advantage of the opportunity and share the gospel, share the good news, be the salt and light that the Bible tells us in Matthew 5, and, and make a difference. And, and Jeremiah, Nathan, he was trying to do that. I mean, he was going against all odds, right? <laughs> he was alone much. He was a lone voice crying in the wilderness. He was calling the Israelites to, or the Judaites, if you want to get specific, to repent. But he knew they wouldn't, and he knew that they had passed the point of God's forgiveness. Yeah. Now, that's a lot of people are like, wait, God is always forgiving. He is up to a point, but you can't eventually get to the point where God says, you are past my point of forgiveness. For example, the next judgment that's coming from God is called the tribulation, a seven-year judgment upon the earth for yeah. sins. 
and the people to be forced to choose between Jesus Christ or Satan. The, the, the decision will be so obvious. And those who declare their loyalty to Satan will take his mark, the Antichrist mark on their forehead or hands, Revelation 13 tells us. At that point, those people will no longer have the option to accept Jesus as Savior. So it is a very biblical concept that we can eventually wear God's patient out to the point of return. If that's what happens here, as we read the limitations, it's also what will happen in the future yeah. when society will devolve into the point of being like Sodom and Gomorrah again. Mm-hmm. And eventually God will say, and that's enough. And brother, I believe that we are living in the Jeremiah time period. And you yes. and I are the Jeremiah. We are seeing the yes. destruction of our society. Yes. We are seeing society devolve into Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. And we are the Jeremiah's crying out where destruction is coming unless we repent. You know, Nathan, uh, John the Baptist was a voice crying in the wilderness, right, as the Lord was coming. And, and people mock the truth. People don't want to listen to the truth. But thank the Lord that there's a little remnant that sometimes pays attention and is willing to uh, listen, you know. And, and like you mentioned, I believe today there are those voices and those individuals crying out. And we pray that those that are watching and listening will consider the message in the book of Lamentation and consider reading Lamentations and seeing again, well, why did this have to happen? Well, after 900 years, Nathan, that you mentioned, I think God's time was pretty much up and say, you know what? Now judgment is coming. So I'm glad that you opened us up there. But yeah, Nate, thank you so much. You can continue taking us through there, chapter one. That was fantastic opening there. Well, you bring up a great point because not only was the devout Babylonians take Jewish people out, but for 70 years they exiled them. Right. God then put it on the heart of a man from Cyrus, uh, the Persian to, to release the Jewish people, to allow them to go back and reestablish Israel. And what did the Israelites do after a generation or two? They turned to the other nations again. They, they turned to Rome to help them right. with the, the, uh, the battles between the Syrians and the Egyptians. And they, they reject God, and they reject the Messiah when he comes. So what happens? The very same thing that the Babylonians did to Israel and Jerusalem, they do with the Romans, 70 AD. And again, the Jewish people are scattered to the four corners of the earth. There they are exiled, but God is bringing a remnant back. The land of Israel is restored again. And so like you said, there's always a remnant that the yeah. Lord keeps to himself. I remember when Elijah was crying in the wilderness. Uh, he's like, is there anybody out there? <laughs> right. God and God says, yes, I've kept a remnant. There are a number of people who will not bow to, to the forces of evil and for God. And that's what we are today. That's what the church has been for the last 2,000 years. Yes. The love of God shown upon a world. We are the remnant. And our time is coming soon where the Lord will take us up to heaven and we will get to be with the Lord forever. And I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. Well, the same here, Nathan. That's why we're so excited. That's why we're taking the time to share these very important messages every week to encourage the people, hopefully for some, uh, a, a light bulb will go off and begin to recognize, wow, what is being taught here is truth and it's biblical. And when we look back at history, we see so many examples. And Nathan, that's why Jesus wept even when he was coming, uh, uh, riding on a donkey. He looked at the city and he wept because they didn't even know the time of his coming. They weren't prepared, right? They weren't. They, they had gospel. They had the message. They had the forerunner. They had the prophets. Jesus did the miracles right in front of them and performed them. And still... They rejected him. They, they did not want to have to follow God's law. Mm-hmm. Man, it's no different than us today. 
People don't want to obey God. They want to do whatever they want to do, even if it hurts themselves and hurts the people around them. And God's a loving Father. He doesn't want us to hurt ourselves. He doesn't want us to hurt others. And at some point, we have to be disciplined to get us back on our knees, to repent of our sins, to get our hearts right with God. And Jesus Christ made that possible by dying on the cross for our sins. So when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven. Jesus paid the judgment. And we can then stand before God, holy and pure, holy by Jesus' blood. Man, that's the whole message of the Bible is a continually showing how humans are depraved, we rebel against God, but God continually reaches out and pulls us back. Sometimes he uses discipline, yes. sometimes he uses a stern word, but always in love. Well, Anita, and that's a, a loving parent does that. I mean, there's countless times where we have to discipline our children uh, out of love because we care for them. And sometimes we need to look that, that ask that in the Bible, that God does love people. He, the Bible says in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And, and Nathan, even throughout the whole Bible, even through the bad times, we still see the love of God. <laughs> that we do. Even in, yeah, Revelation itself, the, the great judgment that's going to befall the world, where God's wrath will be poured out over 21 judgments. Even then, that wrath has meant people to take God seriously, get people on their knees to repent and turn to Him. And we read about a great multitude of people from every tribe, tongue, that's and right. nation will be coming out and accepting Jesus as Savior during that time period. So the Lord uses suffering. Uh, certainly, the remnant that came out during mm-hmm. Jeremiah's time came out believing. Brother, the the generation yeah. that returned with Zechariah and Haggai yes. at the end of the first exile, they were on fire for the Lord. Uh, they had a lot of tribulations and trials. They got them downcast and slowed them down from rebuilding the temple. But always, they remembered to put them first. And man, in our trials and tribulations, we need to put God first. That's right. And you know, maybe you're watching the program and you're going through a trial and a tribulation and a difficulty. Hey, you're not alone. If you've trusted in God, He is right there with you. And if you have not, trusted in Christ. What are you waiting for? Turn to Christ today. He loves you. He wants to be right there with you. Nathan, it reminds me, Daniel and his friends in the fiery furnace. Well, Daniel wasn't there, but his friends, right? And, you know, they they looked and they saw an additional figure and then they're like, who is that? That looks like the the Son of God. And it was Jesus himself going through them in the trials. Yes. The angel of the Lord carried them through the fires and rescued them. That's one of the more dramatic stories, but that applies to our own life, too. The Lord is always with us. But God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. He's always there with us. Even though we feel alone, He's not. And if we turn to Him in prayer, we read our Bibles, we seek out other Christians, we'll feel the love of God there with us, helping us through the difficulties. And will help us from falling into the temptations and sins that have destroyed society yeah. throughout history. Praise the Lord. And again, for those of you that are tuned in, I know we only have a little bit of time left to the end of our program, but... Listen, if you need prayer, remember, our lines will remain open, 305-992-9537. And again, we want to encourage you, man, dive into the book of Lamentation. You'll be surprised what a blessing you receive uh, when you take the time to go uh, through this book. And Nate, again, I know we won't be able to go through the whole chapter, but what an incredible uh, introduction. I want to thank you so much for opening up uh, those opening verses. And Lord willing, Nate, in our next program, maybe we could tackle uh, the following verses. That'd be great. That'd be great. And I recommend anybody who's reading through Lamentations, read Deuteronomy 28 first. It's very important. 
because Lamentations is the fulfillment of Moses' 900-year-old prophecy. Don't mm -hmm. blow your mind. Ooh, excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan. And again, Vic Matisse and Nathan Jones, just encouraging you, read the Word of God. And I mean, if you have the time, read through the whole book of Jeremiah and then Lamentations. And that will be what a great encouragement that will be uh, to you. So we want to encourage you to do that as we close our program. So Nathan, again, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. But thank you so much for joining me for today's program. Thank you, brother. Great to be on. And the rest of you, we hope that you have a wonderful week. Vic, Batista, Nathan Jones, we want to say goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. But again, if you need a prayer, reach out to us. We would love to uh, pray with you. But Lord willing, if the rapture doesn't happen for us, we plan to see you here next week. Same time, same channel. Have a great day. May the Lord bless you guys.